Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anthony Richardson had his first training camp practice as a rookie in the NFL yesterday. So how did he do? What about Shaquille Leonard being out there for the first time in months? And Jonathan Taylor versus Jim Ursay in the Indianapolis Colts. Drake, I don't know how we're going to cover all this in an hour, but let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here, as always, by my fellow writer and co-host at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, it doesn't seem like even when we finally think that the Colts are going to get through an offseason with no drama, something yeah. has to pop up. And and that wasn't even going to be the, the main topic of our show today. We'll we'll get to it later in the show, but hey, training camp is here. Guys are are out there practicing in front of the fans and we can talk about what's happening not only on the field, but we'll talk about what's going on off the field as well. How you doing, buddy? Doing really good. I'm uh y- you know, I was just thinking mostly about training camp and how that's been and you know what we're going to see uh, physically, but then some other news, you know, decided to jump in. So, now we've got some extra stuff to talk about, but we're going to do what we can to fit it all into this episode. So, uh, bear with us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about how Anthony Richardson's first uh, training camp practice went, the return of Shaquille Leonard, going to give you an, a couple more updates on what happened at camp, and then of course, we're going to dive into the Jonathan Taylor contract situation that has played out pretty publicly on Twitter over the last 24 hours. So, Drake and I'll give our thoughts there. Stats Matt makes his return. Uh finally, back from from camping, from fishing, playing softball, whatever stats Matt has. It's doing it all. Then joining us on a, on a Monday and Thursday night. But, hey, it's good to see you, buddy. The NFL news cycle is back. And, of course, us Colts fans are in a roller coaster already. Uh, you're not wrong, stats Matt. Jack Rizzo says, thank you guys for being there for my first show. And it went great. Yeah, he had a good show. Jack, uh, really, really uh, keep, keep it at it, buddy. And thanks for joining us this evening. Sarah is here as well. Hey, Drake and Andrew and stats and Jack, love you all. We love you too, Sarah and Absolutely. Noah Compton here in the chat. Yes, we are back. And we're going to dive right into it. If you guys haven't done so already, you're going to want to make sure you follow us on all of our social medias like on like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to the youtube channel here at horseshoe huddle hit that bell so you know when drake and i are going live because guess what we are going live tomorrow from colts training camp so sometime tomorrow afternoon we'll be going live to break down everything that we saw at colts camp tomorrow so you'll definitely want to be subscribed for that and if you can't catch us live Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe to us on there as well, because Drake and I just released our first episode of Horseshoe Huddle Halftime. So little midweek episode, small 15 to 20 minute episode, just about uh, a Colts topic that that's on our mind. So make sure you go check that out. want to give another shout out to Sarah, though, for the super chat. Get hey, us off to a really hot you. start tonight. Sarah says, I'm pumped for more Anthony Richardson, and I love Shaq. Glad he is doing better. Better and love you all go Colts. Sarah, we really, we really go. appreciate the super chat. You're getting us off on a hot start tonight, and uh, we really do appreciate that. Uh, so, Drake, without further ado, let's dive right in. We're going to start out with Anthony Richardson, and and really in his first practice, he showed a lot of promise. Uh, it, it obviously did not look too big for him uh, when he was in the in the uh, seven on seven and eleven on eleven action. He did make some plays. Uh, the crowd was certainly into it, seeing Anthony Richardson out there for the first time, and and overall good practice for uh, for the rookie to get under his belt. What do you think about Anthony Richardson? Uh, we, we weren't there uh, yesterday to cover it, but from from what we talking to um, our editor, Jake Arthur, who was there and, and seeing what was going on at Colts camp, uh, how do you think he did uh, for his first practice? 
You know, uh, given his his inexperience, quote unquote, starting inexperience anyway, um, he did really, you know, he did bet, he did good. You know, I'm I'm perfectly, you know, if you're a Colts fan, you got to be content or even happier with that. There were there were glimpses of him running some uh, zone reads, and you just saw just a little skosh of the explosiveness that this guy, you know, kind of has. I think it was Nate Atkins that like mentioned uh, the routes that he threw. Like I think it was a flare and a. Um, Oh, I can't remember the other one, but they weren't like overly complicated routes. So you can tell that Steichen's trying to kind of ease him into this, at least at the start of stuff. Um, but yeah, he scored like two touchdowns. I think a passing touchdown and I think a rushing touchdown. I think the passing touchdown was to Kylan Granson, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was to Ethan Fernier. Uh, Kylan oh, Granson's okay. touchdown was from uh, Gardner Minshew because Anthony Richardson worked with the second team offense throughout practice yesterday. But yeah, like at the end of the day, look, he showcased some nice abilities. You know, it's very limited sample size, so there's still a whole bunch of training camp left. But, uh, you know, the only thing that I would say is that if there's one thing that I would like to continue see it, to, to see him improve, it's his footwork. Just because that's so important, generally kind of like we, we've talked about personally, wherever the toe is pointing, a lot of times where the ball goes. So you just have to match everything up at NFL speed. And as long as he can just continue to improve his footwork, Man, he looks like he's going to progress pretty nicely. Yeah, and and the, the it seemed seemed like every time that Gardner Minshew was in there with the ones, or even Sam Ellinger with the threes, Shane Steichen and, and Cam Turner were on both sides of Anthony Richardson, kind of talking through the plays with him, pointing out different things, really trying to coach him up because they're they are trying to get him ready as quickly as possible. Um, so yeah, the, the Colts focused mostly on red zone and and. Uh, uh, the running game yesterday so wasn't a lot of work for Anthony Richardson he did go two for two in that 11 on 11 period and he did make some nice plays in in seven on seven as well but I like how you brought up uh, his footwork Drake because he was asked yesterday how exactly has he been working on his mechanics and if he has noticed improvement uh, in his mechanics and how he's lining up his feet and not not oh, just just using his arm like he was accustomed to in the past and and this is what he had to say i definitely feel like i improved you know because i dove into my training a little bit more you know i focus on you know the minor details instead of just how far i can throw the ball and you know just spinning around and just throwing the ball so i definitely get my footwork and my timing down pat because timing definitely matters in this league are you more natural oh yeah yeah for sure you know that's that's the key to the game you know just being natural not robotic you know if you watch you know pat mahomes and aaron Rodgers, you know they're just natural throwers so uh, instead of just trying to, you know, be a perfect passer, just be a natural throw and just get the ball to the receivers. Are you seeing uh, the impact of when you implement that, those, those refined techniques, are you seeing results from it when you get out there on the field too? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, it's just a matter of, you know, trusting my training, you know, just going through my routines every day, you know, my throwing routines, you know, throughout the day before practice, uh, just staying in tune with my arm and my legs, you know, so just staying on point and just helping the receivers get the ball. Is it mostly engaging your legs more? Because you are a big guy, a big arm, and you know you could get away with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, get my legs right. Um, you know, before I just relied on my arm. Like you said, uh, big arm. But you know, I didn't really you know use my legs as much. So now I just you know, get my feet faster, making sure I'm pointed the right way, and I'm using my hips a lot more. And that's that's what the whole the whole process for him as a quarterback is is going to be getting those feet aligned, using his body, not just using his arm to try to rifle throws in there. And that's what is going to not only accelerate his development, accelerate his accuracy, but it's going to make him that that starter quality quarterback that the Colts have the Colts see in him and the Colts expect him to be at least by the end of this year. Yeah, and the way that NFL defenses pursue the quarterback now, it's, you know, not these big, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're still big dudes, but it's more of your DeForest Buckner build, more of your Aaron Donald build. It's not the Vince Wilfork, you know, from the two, you know, big beer gut type of defensive uh, front anymore. So you have to be able to have quick footwork, quick throws, not rely entirely on your arm because a lot of times it's going to overcompensate with a guy who's as strong as Anthony Richardson is. So um, that's awesome to hear him say that, and especially – in one of his first press conferences as a professional, an officially signed professional, I might add, mm -hmm. um, he seemed like kind of like you said, the moment really wasn't too big for him. So you got to love what you're seeing early on. There's going to be mistakes and dips just because he's so raw, but it's great to see that, especially right away. Yeah, I agree, and and we all know that that not only is uh, the, the the mechanics a big part of Anthony Richardson's development. 
but the mental side of it, not going to throw oh, Anthony Richardson out there uh, until he is ready mentally. And, and that's why we've heard from Michael Pittman Jr. that sometimes it can be hard to, to get Anthony Richardson's attention because he's just so dialed in and, and focused on trying to learn his playbook as, as quickly as possible. And that was something else that he spoke to yesterday uh, about where he is mentally, how he is improving the mental side of his game and, and something he's really been focusing on. The mental, you know, uh, I feel like it's mental for everybody, but especially for me, you know, just diving into the playbook day by day, you know, uh, just studying it every single day. I feel like we got most of the uh, playbook, you know, uh, installed already, but, you know, it's just repetition going over it every day. So it's definitely 100% mental for me right now. And and when you talk about the mental side of the game for a quarterback, it's the most cerebral position in the game he has to not only know what his job is but know what everybody else's job is on every single play and 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 it's it's going to be sped up in the nfl game as well so it's it's good to see that that's what he has really been focusing on and it sure looks like with the coaching staff is really trying to accelerate that as well with with cam turner and and shane steich and really trying to help him and explain different things point out different things while while gardner Minshew and, and sam ellinger are taking those reps because while they're out there taking the physical reps Anthony Richardson is still taking the mental reps on each one of those plays as well. Well, we've said it, you know, the two things that are probably for him most important are his footwork mechanics, you know, just well, footwork and just those simple, you know, fundamental mechanics, um, the intermediate accuracy, which he didn't exactly talk on the nose about, but then we've talked about the mental, you know, and, and so he's got so many physical attributes. There's a lot of stuff that's already checking the boxes. So he's at an advantage. So mm -hmm. as long as he can connect those other things, it's great. Um, but it's also nice to hear him acknowledge that right away. It's nice to hear that he's just done nothing but dive right into the playbook because it's really hard to memorize an NFL playbook when you have to also know everyone else's you know spots as well. Yeah, and I think, uh, but I, th I think he's off to a really good start. I mean, you hear mm -hmm. from all of his teammates, Gardner Minshew has talked about it, Shane Steichen, Michael Pittman, all the guys that have really, Alec Pierce even, all the guys that have interacted with Anthony Richardson on the offensive side of the ball, talk about his work ethic, talk about how smart of an individual he is. Like, people forget. And if you if you read this, I, I kind of touched on this uh, when I did Anthony Richardson's rookie files, is that he was a very good student. Like this kid is very, very smart. Anthony Richardson took mostly advanced classes in in high school. He was at a magnet school. Uh, he, he was he's got a very good he's got a very good head on his shoulders. He's not just one of these big jocks that goes out plays football and and that's it he's he's a very very smart intelligent and mature individual especially for being only 21 years old and and that's what you need when you are trying to be the franchise quarterback and and the leader of a billion dollar organization like that you have to be mature and and so far anthony richardson all he's done since becoming an indianapolis colt has worked his butt off has has dedicated almost all of his time to to the to this craft to his craft to that 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 obsession with getting better and and in the end i think it's really going to pay off for him well, and with a guy like Shane Steichen, who is very centered and very focused as well, this is just, we've talked about the physical things, you know, he's a lot like, he, he could be used like Jalen Hurts was in the, the Eagles offense, but man, it's the mental too. They both mm -hmm. seem very focused, very determined, and they're both, they both have their eyes on the same goal, and that's to develop themselves. And so, you know, for Steichen with Richardson and Richardson just in Steichen's offense. And like we said, there's going to be ups and downs throughout this training camp, throughout the season, but things are off to a good start for Anthony Richardson. And then there was another guy who also received uh, a great, really big applause from the crowd when, when he stepped foot onto the field outside of just Anthony Richardson. And it was Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille Leonard returned to practice yesterday for the first time since November of last year. And he did a lot more than I was expecting him to Drake. We heard that he was just going to participate in individual drills. They were really going to start, uh, uh, they were going to take it slow and, and ramp things up as the weeks went along. But Shaq Leonard was out there, did all individual drills. And when it was time for seven on seven and 11 on 11, guess who was out there with that first team defense? It was number 53. Yeah. And he, 
seemed way more exuberant. He was so, so much more involved, even on the Colts cam, he, you know, him waving with his big cheese ball smile. I, I just absolutely loved it. It just made you, your heart warm if you're a Colts fan. But hey, I think he was out there for more than like 85, 90% of the snaps for 11 on 11 and seven on seven. So the fact that he wasn't on the physically unable to play list, and then he steps out there and is already playing with the first team, nonetheless, that is fantastic. And again, just to hear him in the interviews and in the, you know, answering the questions, him, he just seemed way more focused, way more into camp. You know, obviously he was always that, you know, emotional side on the, on the sideline in a bad season, but it's just good to see him out there mixed with the way he was answering those questions. It seems like he's feeling better than he has, as he said, in quite some time. And Logan Schmidt, good to see you, my guy. He says Shaq is back, baby. And and I think that's what a lot of the defense felt. Uh, and it's certainly what Shaquille Leonard felt yesterday. As you mentioned it, he said this is the best he's felt in a long time. And and luckily, we were able to hear from Shaquille Leonard yesterday. And he spoke about his, his recovery and how he's currently feeling. Listen to what he had to say. You know, I felt good to get back out there. Um, first time in a while, you know, I felt, you know, felt this good. So... Just want to continue to stack the stack the days and get better each day. Does this rehab feel different at this point? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I feel like um, I feel like I'm getting better. You know, what I mean, I feel feel way different than I did last year. I feel confident, so just want to continue to come out, work as hard as I possibly can, and you know, be the best version of myself for this team. You're the only one that knows how you feel. I mean, what tells you that you're making that next step and stacking them like you said? I'm just practicing. Practicing and going against my teammates, um, you know, when you're working by yourself, it's hard to judge. Um, so now when I'm being in the team setting, going against the guys, uh, working on hands and feet and just being in space and just um, seeing can I improve each day. Oh, yeah, I mean, today was, a, you know, the best I've felt in a long time. So I'm happy with it, you know, just, you know, thank the guys who, you know, been working with me this whole time and continue to work. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. Shaq Leonard's feeling good. That's what I love to hear. And and yes, when he was going through drills yesterday, uh, he did seem like he was, as, as Mike Chappell said, he looked pretty fluid out there. Didn't look like there was too many restrictions. Obviously, uh, the Colts don't, I think, I don't think they want to put him out there in in full pads and full contact just yet. Uh, but But it was really good to see Shaq Leonard out there taking those taking those reps and and really i mean his speed might not be there yet he did look a little bit slow on some of those things but he's also not fully recovered yet in his opinion he's not all the way back he's still trying to work his way back get himself into football shape because drake i know you know this just as well as i do you can do all the drills you want but until you get back there on the field and in those live situations you're you're not going to be 100% back yeah, and he even mentioned that, you know, it's completely different when you're training alone as opposed to actually going out there and playing against other professionals and some good ones, you know, some uh, actually some pretty good ones um, in, in, you know, the Colts offense that he deals with. So just again, to, to see it all finally progressing towards the right direction, because this again, I know we've said it over and over again, but it's nerve issues and it led to other issues because it was in his lower back. So like, it, it was just so complex to deal with. Can't imagine how he had to like deal with that mentally. So the fact that he's out there and he's talking right back to the media, it seems confident. He's very straightforward. He's a serious guy, man. He really wants to play football. So um, I think there was a tweet that I saw not long ago where it said, I wouldn't bet anything against Shaq Leonard. Like that dude, he's very determined, very smart, and he's very focused on getting back. And it looks like he's on the right track. And it has been very taxing for Shaquille Leonard mentally. I mean, he talked about it, it about how he's out there watching his his brothers fighting and clawing on the football field. He feels like he's letting them down. He was missing out on that because he couldn't be out there. And and I want to highlight this this comment by Wyatt Law. He says, "I'm so glad that Shaq appears to be proving me wrong about feeling like August of 2019 all over again." Gay for Shaq. Good comment, Wyatt. Good to see you, mm. bud. Um, and and that's why. When, when I saw, saw so many comments about uh, this is going to be a, an Andrew Luck situation all over again, that, that never really resonated with me because Andrew Luck had a life outside of football. Football wasn't Andrew Luck's whole world. Football is Shaquille Leonard's entire world. Like he even mentioned, I don't have the clip to play, but but in that 
presser yesterday, he mentioned, you know, when when he's in between those white lines on the football field, that's that's his sanctuary. That's where he gets away. That's where everything just all becomes okay. No matter what he's going through in life, no matter the stress, the hurt, no matter what's going on, when he's on the football field, that's when he feels at his best. So when when you have someone that is just so obsessed with the game and, and loves the game so much, like Shaquille Leonard, there was not going to be a way that he was going to step away from this without trying to get back on the field, without at least attempting a, a comeback on the field, uh, because his his love of the game is simply just too strong to do that. Yeah, and the thing about Shaq, Shaq Leonard's mentality is that he is unique. I mean, he will absorb the negativity in a way that I've I've seen few players actually do it, and he will just turn it into a completely different situation for himself. And so I think that he's actually had to go through quite a bit of that, um, you know, just a lot of doubt in him, which look, I totally understand it. You know, it's frustrating. You know, you got the star player that can't stay healthy, but it also in the midst of all this, he was working to get back. So it looks like all of that hard work is finally starting to come to a head. It's just going to be a matter of how much, you know, is, is he going to continue to do this throughout the rest of training camp? Are there going to be some times where he's going to need to take a break or so? That's what you're going to be looking for. But man, Kind of like with what we were talking about with Anthony Richardson, he looks like he is on the right track to getting back out there, being the maniac that he used to be. Yeah, that's that's the key word, Drake, on the right track. He's not there yet, but yeah. we want to see that consistent improvement for Shaq Leonard throughout training camp. He's going to get a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. His, his movements are going to become more natural again because, I mean, you guys, you guys got to think about all this when, when you have a nerve injury like that, you basically have to relearn all of those movements. So Shaquille Leonard is trying to relearn all that again. And I thought for his first practice back yesterday, he, he looked really good. And, and as long as this continues, uh, you, you get more and more confidence that, that you're going to see the Shaq Leonard of old, once again, out there making plays and turning the ball over for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and that's exactly what you want, and that's exactly what this this organization has been really, really, really trying to get him back to. And I go right back to it. I, I know I wanted a linebacker to be drafted in the later rounds or maybe a free agent. Um, EJ Speed, to go back to your argument, Andrew, but I'll tell you right now, I think that they had confidence in Leonard, and they trusted his mentality, and I think it's all starting to add up to him returning, and you just got to hope it keeps going that way. Right, and and – Plain and simple, Colts football is a lot more fun uh, when you're watching Shaquille Leonard out there on that field. Absolutely. And now moving along, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other camp highlights that happened yesterday for the Colts' first practice. Uh, today was just a walkthrough, so they they really didn't practice to an extent. Uh, but we still got to see uh, plenty of plays being made uh, all over the field it, at Grand Park in Westfield, Indiana yesterday, Drake. Um, like I said before, the focus was on red zone and, and run games, so the field was pretty shrunk uh, for most part. We talked a lot about Anthony Richardson, but he's in a comp quarterback competition with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew mm -hmm. performed pretty well. He was a 4-for-4 four four on the day at 11-on-11 11 11 and had a touchdown to Kylan Granson in the flat. So uh, I think Gardner Minshew obviously having a leg up being that veteran, being in Shane Steichen's offense previously, uh, but but. Gardner Minshew with an impressive first day as well. Yeah, and Kylan Granson, Andrew, caught that touchdown you've been wanting him to get. Yeah. This wasn't I, an actual game. Listen, I've seen him catch plenty of touchdowns in training camp at Westfield. I want to see it on the Lucas Oil Stadium turf. Absolutely. Well, hey, you know, Gardner Minshew, of course, he's going to look good. I mean, I he's he's been doing this for a while now. I mean, not like super duper long, but he's, he's considered a veteran. And, you know, this is his third franchise, so you'd expect this. Um, it is good to see him kind of connecting with the offense right away, you know, if he has to play. And um, kind of like what you had mentioned is it's it's similar to the offense that he ran in Philly, but it's different talent. So it's also good to see him able to already just connect and kind of hit the ground running with Steichen's offense. That's what you expected to see when they signed him. Right. And Shane Steichen did mention that the quarterback starting reps will be split up as we go through camp. Yesterday was just Gardner Minshew's day to have all the starting reps. So don't don't get that as as that Gardner Minshew has been named the starter because that's not the case. We are going to see plenty of Anthony Richardson 
Mm-hmm. with the first team offense and and those will be the snaps that everyone will have to pay extra attention to but we've been talking a lot about the offense the defense had some highlights yesterday too kenny moore the second a guy that really needs to have a big year big training camp to get that confidence up he made a nice play yesterday over the middle tipping a ball away uh from michael Pittman jr it's it seems like kenny moore has that that joy back with him uh about of playing the game because we know Kenny Moore is an emotional player. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's a one of the one of the emotional leaders for this team. And towards the end of the year, I mean, he didn't play well. Uh, he was battling some injuries. It seemed like he just lost that 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 joy that Kenny Moore plays with. And so far, within just talks talking to him the first day, uh, the first day that they reported, and, and how he was interacting yesterday, seems like some of that joy is back in Kenny Moore's game. Yeah, and it's good to see him also make really awesome plays like the one he he did against MPJ. Uh, Going back to a previous episode of ours, I I do think, though, on a serious note, Kenny Moore needs to get back to a Pro Bowl level, and I think he's got to do it this year. I know it sounds kind of crazy to say, you know, got to go a little easy on him if he had a rough year in a new defense. It's the pros, man. And the thing is, they've got a lot of young cornerbacks now. So, um, you know, one of those guys could theoretically be put into a slot role, you know, a guy like Darius Rush. So, um, you're kind of thinking Kenny Moore, you know, how's his mentality? Like you said, it was good to see him smiling. It was good to see him taking pictures with fans. Saw a lot of him on Twitter and making a lot of fans happy. So that's good to see from Kenny Moore, because like we said, he is the right now, the undisputed cornerback one, even though he's in the slot for the most part. And the other guys are going to follow him, especially now with Rogers gone. He's the guy that everyone's looking to, even despite the new signing that they had. So it's all pointing kind of like we said with Leonard and Richardson. It looks like with Moore, he's on the right track to getting back to at least who he was in the in his second year with a new defense and the Colts will certainly welcome a return to Pro Bowl form from Kenny Moore the second uh so so would Kenny Moore as you remember Kenny Moore is in a contract year big season for for Kenny Moore uh whether he stays with the Colts and receives another contract or if he's playing elsewhere in 2024 it's going to be one of the big storylines to watch with this team as we go through the season Um, and then talk about a couple of plays on the defensive line yesterday again a lot of it was running plays uh and and in the red zone but DeForest Buckner who was just voted as the 71st best player uh in the NFL I think that's incredibly underrated but DeForest Buckner burst through the line for a would-be sack of Gardner Minshew and then defensive end uh Khalid Kareem with the second team defense uh had a would-be sack of Anthony Richardson yesterday so some defensive linemen making plays it's going to be uh more interesting once the team is in full pads they were just in helmets and shells yesterday uh but again Shane Steichen is trying to slowly ramp up to the the training camp practices uh, in an effort to limit uh injuries which I think is very smart but that when they have full pads on that's when the fun begins seeing those offensive and defensive linemen battle it out yeah, and you know, you're talking about Buckner and Kareem. So for Buckner, nothing new. I mean, this is one of the best players on the entire team. And like you said, his 71st rank is kind of similar to his Madden 24 overall rating. Ridiculous. Uh, so if for those play for those that play, he's an 85 and he was like a 96 last year. So anyway, uh, it's it's nothing new from Buckner. But for Kareem, that's good to see because he is one of those depth pieces that they uh, that, you know that they decided to keep. Um, and, and so to see those kind of plays already getting made is, is it just gets you excited for that defensive front. I wrote a piece on them because I'm so excited about that defensive front. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to watch, especially throughout camp, how these guys, uh, really, really get going. But unfortunately we have more news to talk about Drake and it's, and it's about things that aren't happening on the football <laughs> field and it, and it surrounds the, the Colts superstar running back, Jonathan Taylor what what everybody has been going crazy about on Twitter I've already seen quite a bit of of talk in our chat tonight about it Jonathan Taylor versus the Indianapolis Colts so if you don't have a Twitter and you don't know exactly what's going on I'm going to break it down for you real quick. So we all know that Jonathan Taylor uh, has been negotiating with the Colts on a long-term extension. Um, they they have had uh, multiple discussions on that. There isn't a deal that is in place yet. But last night, good old Jimmy from the Colts, Jim Irsay, who <laughs> is never afraid to, to speak his mind, 
put out a tweet last night uh, about the situation with the running backs. Um, I, I, I'll kind of give my analysis of why I think he, he sent this tweet out uh, after I go through the situation. But here is what Jim Ursay had to say. Last night at 7.16, he said, NFL running back situation. We have negotiated a CBA that took years of effort and hard work and compromise in good faith by both sides. To say now that a specific player category wants another negotiation after the fact is inappropriate. Some agents are selling bad faith. So Jim Irsay, tweeting that out, when you were in the middle of a negotiation with your star running back as the entire NFL is kind of talking about what's going on with the devaluing of running backs and other star running backs having issues getting paid. Probably not the best and and smartest thing that, that Jim Mercer has ever done. Uh, but Drake, that's not all. That's not all that happened. Shortly after, about an hour later, there was a, a specific someone that quote tweeted that and had their response. None other than Malkai Kawa. Who would that be? The agent for Jonathan Taylor. And he said, bad faith is not paying your top offensive player. So it seems like uh, negotiations have now gone into the public eye. And there have been other tweets since then. Uh, not Jim say about the situation, but Jonathan Taylor's agent certainly has, has voiced it. His likes on Twitter have all been about either the Colts trading Jonathan Taylor or, or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not going well. Um, and, it, and it seems like everything has kind of reached ahead. Now I want to say Jonathan Taylor has not said anything. Chris Ballard has not said anything. Jim Irsay has not responded to that tweet by Jonathan Taylor's agent. Ever since that response, it seems like it's all been on Jonathan Taylor's agent's end. Um, but, but Drake, I think I can speak for, for all of Colts Nation when I say this isn't good. This really isn't good, especially how it's all playing out so publicly. It's, it's not a good look for this franchise, and it certainly doesn't help things as far as from a negotiation standpoint between Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. Yeah, and Ursay, you know, I've actually seen some people make this argument that he has a point. Now, look, you can argue that he has a point, you know, regardless of his point or not being correct. He didn't need to put it out on Twitter for in mm -hmm. the first place. I, I feel like um, I feel like that was while it could be quote unquote true. You didn't need to put it out and put it on Twitter where everyone could see it because now there's an entire frenzy of news that is on the, you know, the, the culture in the public eye now, and they already were with the Isaiah Rogers thing. They already were not long ago with the Jeff Saturday thing, you know, like they, they, they've been in the public eye for some drama and with a rookie quarterback that they're putting so much effort into. We've said this, Andrew, Jonathan Taylor's inclusion in this offense is one of the reasons that makes Anthony Richardson with the Colts so ridiculously terrifying for offenses to comprehend then you got to comprehend with Jonathan Taylor. So it makes you question what's he asking for. It makes you question why hasn't he fired his agent? Cause he actually, for those that don't know, he came from really bad representation before. So like he, you know, he had to switch there from a lawsuit over to this. So Jonathan Taylor's had some interesting representation, but um, man, what a, what a crazy situation. And like you said, could not have picked the worst time to tweet that out. Yeah, it, def <laughs> uh, it definitely was not smart by Mr. Ursay. And we've seen him kind of do these things before. That's just, just who Jim Ursay is. Whether, whether you like it or not, he's the owner of the team. And yep. I, he's not selling the team. That's for damn sure. So sometimes you got to put up with, with some of Jim Ursay's antics. <laughs> do I think that, that that tweet was was directed at Jonathan Taylor? No, I do not. I, I think it was directed more towards the comments that, Steelers running back Najee Harris made about renegotiating the CBA on 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 the basis that running backs were getting a bad we're getting the raw end of the deal basically so that's why I think Jim Irsay tweeted it still doesn't make it okay he still definitely should not and yeah. I'm sure when soon as Chris Ballard heard about it he wanted to pull his hair out but at the same time it's 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 not it's not good for Jonathan Taylor's representation to be doing that. I mean, yes, you can surely stick up for your client, but yeah. to 
publicly send that tweet and then sure maybe the one tweet it's like oh it blows up for a little bit but then to continually egging this on with the likes of jonathan taylor being traded uh or wanting him to be traded and and then continuing when when ian rapaport tweeted out today that hopefully the situation will get fixed soon and then he his agent responds with i doubt it i mean that's not that's not good negotiating either so not to mention, it seems like, as as our buddy Logan Schmidt pointed out earlier today on Twitter, I mean, Jonathan, this this agent of Jonathan Taylor's had a tweet way back in 2012 of him going after Jim Ursay. So, is he really negotiating in good faith? Does he just have it out for for Jim Ursay? I mean, I, I I have no idea, but. I I don't know. I think we we need to. The bigger question with all of this is: Is Jonathan Taylor okay with all of this? With what his representation is doing, making it go so public, and and acting or kind of looking like a, a just an immature person. And if Jonathan Taylor is okay with all of this, I mean that would definitely. I'm not saying he is. I'd have no no information, no insider yeah. info on yeah. if Jonathan Taylor has said or has okayed these tweets and and responses. But if Jonathan Taylor is okay with all this, and if this is how he wants to go about things, it's certainly not going to give him more leverage, and and, and it's just going to turn the Colts fan base against him. And it seems like that's already started to happen because a lot of fans see what's going on. They don't think it's unprofessional. They don't think it's the right way to go about things, and and they're kind of stunned that Jonathan Taylor would allow something like this to happen or allow his representation to continue to do this just because of the type of player he's been for the Colts over the past three years, always a team first guy, uh, never any, never trying to, to create unnecessary drama, just wants to always do what's best for the team and the organization. And then for him to come out like this or for his, his representation to come out like this, it just seems like something's not adding up. Yeah. And you know, after watching what happened with Saquon Barkley's, you know, uh, I think it was a one-year, $11 million contract. That, in my opinion, he's underpaid. And it just shows how it's just continuously, the, the running back position, it seems like overnight almost has just dropped off a cliff in value to where a guy who basically ran the, the receiving and ru- rushing end of an offense to the playoffs, actually, gets paid that kind of money. So, John, like, Jonathan Taylor's probably seeing that. The Colts might have that in their pocket for a negotiating factor. Who knows? But as you said, the two biggest things, his representation does not need to attack somebody almost on a personal level, like you said. The persistence just warrants something weirdly personal, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. So I'll just get that out of the way. The other end is, is Jonathan Taylor's silence is weird. There's not even like a little leak of, hey, we're working on it. It was an error on my agent's end, blah, blah, blah. I've, I've let him know that I'm upset. Anything would be nice. So, man, more drama. It hasn't stopped quite yet. Colts fans hang in there. It's going to come to an end soon. Now you're hoping that it comes to an end with a mutually, you know, beneficial contract extension. Yeah, and and that's the thing where where is it going to go from here because i mean obviously there it doesn't seem like the colts are 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 close to a deal with with jonathan taylor because if they were i don't think this this stuff would be going on especially in the public eye um we heard from chris ballard on tuesday and chris ballard said he's had a couple long discussions with jonathan taylor and he was going to have one later that day as well so i'm sure that has that has obviously happened um but we'll have to see uh the, chris ballard also said he's not opposed to going into the season and, and signing and, and ex- having agreeing to an extension during the season um so this thing could drag out a lot longer than we initially thought i thought that that jonathan taylor would would agree to that the colts would and jonathan taylor would come to an agreement and get a long-term deal done before week one not still a possibility but with this new news coming to light, it certainly seems like the two sides are, are farther apart than we initially thought. And that's just, again, that is not what you want right now. Because right. this offense still, until proven otherwise to me and probably to a lot of people, it still runs through Jonathan Taylor. And he is without question the most dangerous weapon that the Colts have. 
Yeah, and and he he is, and until Anthony Richardson can become that that starter or that yes. that type of quarterback that we all think he has the potential to be, Jonathan Taylor is going to be a huge help. Now, uh, it is the 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 headache of all of this more than the production that he's going to put because at the end of the day, it is the running back position. I mean, we talk, we love Jonathan Taylor. We think mm-hmm. he is an incredible player, but facts are what they are when jonathan taylor had his huge year in 2021 the colts were nine and eight and missed the playoffs zach moss last year to end the year when jonathan taylor was out zach moss showed that he could be a more than capable running back in a starter's role he averaged almost four five yards per carry with the colts and the offensive line was getting better, but they still weren't fantastic like they were when or in the running game uh, in 2021. So when you when you talk about all of this and just where the running back position is, I'm sorry, Jonathan Taylor just really doesn't have too much leverage here. Sure, he can go and sit out, but it's not like Jonathan Taylor has cashed in on his second deal, uh, right? So he hasn't made the big-time money that, that he could continue to do this. Um, it's 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 pretty, pretty interesting uh, to see how this all plays out. I know a lot of Colts fans are nervous. Uh, there's some others that are saying the Colts should trade Jonathan Taylor. Some are saying the Colts should just pay him what he wants. Ultimately, I still think this comes down to, I still think this ends up with a long-term extension. Do I think he is going to, it's going to happen before the season? I'm less, less confident on that happening, but man, I just, I just don't see what, what this is, how this is being productive in advancing those talks. Uh, if I was Jonathan Taylor, I would immediately be speaking to my representation and either and tell him to cut it out or else I'm going elsewhere. But Hey, if, if this is the route, Jonathan Taylor wants to take it, I mean, we'll, we'll probably see more of this. And, and that might be, it might be where, where Jonathan Taylor ends up not staying long-term with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. And to make it a, a very brief response, I fans need to understand that just these tweets between owner and agent have really muddied the waters in, in this like discussion, because until you hear from Jonathan Taylor, you have no idea what kind of impact it's having, you know, because he's the guy that's actually going to be getting the contract if it happens. So um, stay tuned. You know, we're just as shocked as anyone else is that it all happened, but uh, hopefully the Colts can get through it and get through it just easily with Jonathan Taylor happily extended. And, and again, an agreement where both sides can mutually be happy. Right. And, and guys, I see what's going on in the chat as well. I mean, we, we don't need trolls in here. Uh, we can have a civil discussion, but but when you start calling people clowns and, and you're just constantly trolling like that, especially when you're calling a man that has, in Jermerse, who has overcome his addiction issues about that, that's, I'm sorry, that's not going to fly. So uh, that troll has been banned from the, from the chat and uh, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about him anymore. So Drake, let's, let's wrap up this fun episode that we've been having just by talking about the latest Colts news and rumors here. So um, we're, we're, we talked about Jonathan Taylor and his contract situation. Well, Jonathan Taylor is still dealing with an ankle injury as well. So the players that started out on the pup list or the physically unable to perform list were Jonathan Taylor, Tyquan Lewis, who who had that patellar injury last season, still working his way back from that. Chris Ballard said it's still going to be a couple weeks. And then rookie tight end Will Mallory, who injured his foot in OTAs. He is still working his way back from that but Chris Ballard said he's close. So really none of these injuries I would say are, are too concerning. Um, obviously we want to have to see all of those guys get back onto the field. But um, as far as Jonathan Taylor's concerned, he never takes reps in, in, in training camp in the preseason anyway, whether it's because of his ankle or whether it's because of his contract, we don't know. We're not going to speculate, but uh, it's, it doesn't seem like the Colts are dealing with too many issues right now, which is, which is a really good thing to have Drake. Yeah. And um, as one of the, the ones that I was on the lookout for, and then kind of realized that he's still rehabbing from a previous injury was Tyquan Lewis. And um, so just to see everybody kind of, as you would assume they'd be, you know, on the PUP list, 
um, it, it gets it gets you still excited for when they're going to be able to actually get out there on the field. So at least it's not a massively long, you know, type of list knock on wood that everybody stays healthy throughout the season. And as you said with Jonathan Taylor, still rehabbing the ankle, and he's usually not even a part of this kind of stuff anyway. Exactly. Want to give a quick shout out to, I hope I'm saying your name right. It's either Augustine or Augustine Ramirez says greetings from Panama city, Panama horseshoe fan in central America. Good to see (laughs) that the horseshoe is, is got some fans down there, uh, in central America. Uh, love that you're watching this show and and hopefully you're enjoying yourself. Hopefully you'll be, you'll be back. Uh, so, so Drake, we talked about the guys on the pup list, guys that missed practice yesterday, uh, included Juju Brents and uh, the rookie cornerback out of Kent State or Kansas State, excuse me, and safety Julian Blackman. Um, the, Shane Steichen said both are dealing with a little bit of hamstring injuries, nothing serious, uh, but it does seem like that they're 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 just they're just taking it easy again to start camp really don't need to be pushing these guys and i don't want to risk uh more serious injuries yeah especially with how steichen's kind of opened camp on more of a slow note just to get everybody you know slowly ramped up in a nice progression so like you said you don't need to risk you know putting guys like that out there that are just trying to finish up kind of maintaining the rest of their recovery so it's just good to see that everyone's at least close to recovery i mean the colts could actually have a pretty you know full team by the time the season starts which is nice especially with your starters right and hopefully that keeps going we we always hate to see injuries in training camp of any kind uh it just seems so unnecessary and so hopefully these guys are all back soon and then our final thing to talk about today Drake rejoiced. The Colts signed a veteran cornerback. Uh, no, it wasn't uh, wasn't Casey Hayward or, or any of the other guys we've talked about on this show. It was former Dolphins and Chiefs cornerback Chris Lemons. So Chris Lemons has been in the league for about four years now. Uh, 42 games, zero starts. I think he has 26 tackles in his career, uh, including an interception and a forced fumble, but he's mostly played special teams uh, throughout his entire career. Now he is going through um, some legal issues right now. He was one of the uh, the players that was with uh, uh, Alvin Kamara and is facing some charges for, for um, an incident there so obviously we're not exactly sure how that is going to play out but for now chris lemons is is with the colts drake i don't know about you but this just seems like more of a, of a camp body to me uh juju with juju brents out uh some other cornerbacks maybe not going all out uh it's it just seems like a, a, another body in camp to me but hey i could be wrong yeah and you kind of want a low risk you know, high reward if he ends up hitting somehow. Uh, like you said, he's been in the league four years. Most of his tackles have come from special teams, which he's had a whole, you know, load of snaps on special teams. So as everyone knows, the Colts love those types of players that they can plug and play in there. So maybe he finds a spot there. But like you said, with with Juju Brent still kind of coming, you know, to, to recovering from his wrist injury and now hamstring injury. Um, it's just a guy to get out there to, to play against the, the other receivers and stuff. So they have even bodies, but like, like you said, you could be wrong. Maybe he turns out to be a halfway decent player. Finally gets some snaps on defense. Yeah. We'll just have to see how he's out there. I, I think his first practice will be tomorrow. Um, so Drake and I will be there to, to check him out and see, but Hey, I, I think I it just, from everything we've talked about, today in this episode i just get back to the fact that it just doesn't seem like there's ever a training camp or off season where the colts don't have just a little bit of drama but hey that's good for us it's fun to talk about as always sure. and and we're going to yeah. be along for the ride so that's our show for tonight guys really really appreciate everybody joining in the chat was off the hook tonight want to give a special shout out to sarah for the super chat um, she's always one of the real ones give another uh, some shout outs to nomadic brian Beverly Twin Life, uh, Augustine, John Davis, uh, let's see, Logan Schmidt, as always, Truett, Adam Johnson, Stats, Matt, Wyatt Law, uh, Nathan Comancy was here. Um, I 
think that might have been everybody. Uh, I'm, I apologize for you guys having to deal with the troll while while Drake and I were talking, but I, th- I think <laughs> our chat's a lively group, and they can they can certainly hold their own. So so no, uh, I, I think you guys more than handled it. But we really appreciate all the support. Please, if you haven't done so already, we'd really appreciate a follow on all of our social media. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know when Drake and I are going live. Because once again, tomorrow afternoon, after practice is wrapped up, after Drake and I are done with the media availability, writing our pieces for horseshoehuddle.com, we are going to be going live once again from Westfield, Indiana, Grand Park Sports Complex, from the Colts training camp, so we can give you a live update on what we saw all day, uh, what we heard the players talking about, the coaches that we're going to be speaking to. We're going to bring that to you all live tomorrow afternoon, so make sure to subscribe and hit that bell because you're not going to want to miss that episode at all. But if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to the beer podcast, we're on there as well. So please subscribe and give us a five-star review. And you don't want to miss an any episodes of the Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, which will be audio only. So make sure mm-hmm. you subscribe on there. And like we talked about, we've been really busy on horseshoehuddle.com trying to get content out to you guys about the Indianapolis Colts. Drake, what are some of the pieces that the people can go check out that you've written? So the one that uh, I, I t- discussed Jim Irsay's like uh, argument with his aid or with uh, JT's agent. So um, there's that, and then there's also why I felt this is one of the most, if not at least in recent memory, the most important uh, training camp as far as by year um, in recent memory, just given all the stakes that have happened over the last couple of years and the bright future that might be ahead. You're definitely going to want to go check those out, guys. And and for myself, I wrote a piece on Anthony Richardson's comments, how he's feeling after his first training camp, what he did over the offseason. I really dived into how the the, the Colts, uh, not only Anthony Richardson, but Gardner Minshew, Sam Ellinger, and about 95% of the offensive skill position players met down in Miami. All of that is in that piece, so go check that out. And my final Rookie Files piece on Jake Witt drops tomorrow morning, so be sure to check that out because, honestly, he might have the most interesting story out of all the Colts rookies. So that wraps up tomorrow. Be sure to check out Jake Witt's Rookie Files. You can follow Drake at Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. And we will be back tomorrow afternoon live from Colts camp to bring you all of the action and everything that we saw throughout the day. So have a good evening Colts fans and we'll see you tomorrow.